a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It is great to be with you on a Monday. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. And as always, we've got a lot of ground to cover on the fastest 60 minutes of radio as we actually try to help you slow things down just a little bit, divide the rage from the reason, elevate the conversation, connect the dots, and help you make the news make sense. And, of course, a lot of catching up to do after the long Thanksgiving Day weekend. I hope you had a great one. And uh, now we're back at it on a Monday, and a lot of things are happening. And we're going to cover those as we uh, move through the next hour. Uh, if you're uh, setting your watch, we've got Mayor Jenny Wilson is going to join us coming up here at 1120, uh, talking about the fiscal responsibility and the uh, way that Salt Lake County uh, has done what very few counties in America have been able to do in the middle of a pandemic. Find out what that is coming up here at 1120. Uh, that was just a nice news sounder for that. That was very well done. Uh, we're, we're pushing buttons as we get going this morning. Uh, we'll also be joined a little later on in the program today by Doug Wilkes, uh, editor of the Deseret News, uh, talking about uh, one of the epidemics that we uh, need make to make sure we don't forget in the midst of the coronavirus pandemic. And uh, you want to hear about that. It's an important one as it relates to opioids uh, and the continue, uh, continued tragedies uh, surrounding that. And so Judge uh, Doug will join us here uh, coming up at 1135 today. We want you to, to be involved as always. Help us elevate the conversation here at KSL News Radio. And you can always do that on the Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line at 57500. And uh, one of the things I want you to chime in on today, uh, you, you've heard a lot about this this morning, that the uh, we have the official picks uh, by Dictionary.com and Merriam-Webster and all the different uh, word organizations out there. We're big fans of words. Uh, and the word consensus for 2020 uh, seems to be pandemic. Not a big shocker, not a big surprise. Uh, but I want you to weigh in on what the word of the year should be. What do you think the word of the year should be? If the dictionary folks and the word masters at Merriam-Webster uh, think that pandemic is the word of the year, uh, if you were the boss of words, that's a nice title, uh, be the boss of words today and chime in again on our Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line 57500. I want to know what is your word of the year? Your word for 2020. We'll share it in our final uh, segment today coming up at 1150. So Definitely want everybody to chime in there. Let's uh, let's hear what your word of the year. Let's get a little creative. Let's get a little outside the box here. 
Uh, pandemic was a pretty easy choice, a pretty safe choice, I think, for Dictionary.com and Merriam-Webster and others. Uh, let, we can do better than that on this show. So uh, chime in. Let us know on the text line today. We'll share some of those uh, as we get into our final segment today where we're going to talk about uh, everything from shutdowns. Uh, I, I know this is hard to believe, uh, but in 11 days, uh, the government faces a yet another shocking government shutdown is looming. The fake fight will begin soon when Congress gets back into town later on today. And the uh, back and forth will continue on uh, until the 11th hour uh, and almost to the 11th of December when the money runs out. Uh, meanwhile, we've got nothing going on as it relates to uh, pandemic relief for small businesses, for entrepreneurs, for hardworking Americans. Uh, none of that is taking place. And uh, again, uh, facing a shutdown, we'll break that down coming up in the final segment as well. Because uh, we'll talk about uh, shutdowns, we'll talk about lockdowns. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers have no home. They cannot play football in their stadium because of the lockdown uh, that was introduced uh, in their county. Uh, so we'll talk shutdowns, lockdowns, rebounds, uh, and then how do we actually move forward? What what words are going to resound uh, as we move into the new year? So uh, join us for that uh, coming up here at 1150. Now, as I mentioned, uh, coming off of the Thanksgiving Day weekend, uh, a lot of news happening. Uh, the president-elect, Joe Biden, uh, continues to name critical members of his team uh, to important posts as they get ready to uh, take over the reins uh, coming up on January the 20th. Uh, also, another very important date uh, to keep our eyes on, uh, with many of the legal challenges uh, being pushed aside uh, or dismissed, uh, the next big date really uh, is coming up here on December the 14th, which is when the Electoral College uh, will actually cast their votes. And that is actually the day when the election is officially decided. And so we'll watch all the happenings there and uh, things that continue to, to go on. And I, I just remind everyone that this is the process and the process works. Uh, I have confidence in the process uh, because you you can do this. You can challenge, you can look at irregularities, you can look at things that seemed odd or out of place or things that were not done correctly, and there's time to fix it. And if there isn't evidence, then you have time to dismiss it. And both of those things uh, are not cause for hand-wringing. They're not cause for great consternation and sour faces. It is the process, and the process works. Uh, and that is the greatest thing we have going in this country is that our process works. Uh, and there have always been challenges. There has always been lawsuits involved in political races. Uh, and that will continue. And that is fine. I'm okay with that. Uh, because as long as we're following the truth and as long as we're going through the right process, we're going to get to the right result and we can all move forward. Now, from uh, Team Biden's standpoint, uh, they named their communication team today. A uh, lot of familiar faces uh, from the Obama-Biden uh, administration. He did name uh, his uh, communications director, uh, his press secretary, uh, the uh, spokesperson for uh, the vice president for Kamala Harris, and uh, an all-female cast. Uh, and these are some very smart, very talented communications experts. The only one I really question uh, out of the whole group uh, is Simone Sanders. Uh, she uh, jumped onto the Biden campaign train as it was uh, cruising along. She's been a regular on many of the uh, cable news networks for a number of years. Uh, and I don't, 
I just don't think she quite serves Vice President-elect Harris uh, very well. She she clearly has her own agenda, uh, and she is a big part of her agenda. And I think that's going to get in the way of the president and the vice president-elect's agenda. Uh, so that was the only one that I had any uh, pause in. The rest are just super talented people uh, who uh, have long track records in communication strategy, uh, and uh, I think they will they will serve the administration very well moving into January. Uh, so that will be uh, uh, very fascinating to see how that continues to roll out. Uh, we've also got a lot of uh, eyes still on the state of Georgia. Of course, we've got the special elections coming up on January the 5th. Uh, there are, I, I believe the last I checked, it was $272 million of, of ads have already been purchased. $272 million. Uh, that's a whole lot, folks. And about uh, it's split fairly even, evenly. The Republicans are spending a little bit more than the Democrats uh, as it relates to that. But the really interesting thing to me is uh, out of the amount being spent by the Republicans, which is somewhere around 160 to 170 million, over half of that is being spent by groups connected to Mitch McConnell. <laughs> Mitch McConnell really wants to keep his job as the majority leader in the United States Senate. And so the PACs, uh, the super PACs that he is involved with or that he steers, he doesn't actually own or control any of those, but they are aligned with uh, McConnell world. Uh, they are spending a boatload of money, about $170 million. So he clearly wants to keep his post there. Uh, as the majority leader, uh, I mentioned this over the weekend on a couple of uh, national programs uh, that I was a guest on uh, that that I think the biggest tragedy uh, coming out of this election cycle is the fact that nothing's changing. You still have the four person law firm of Pelosi, McCarthy, McConnell and Schumer that are running the show. So neither the Democrats nor the Republicans made any significant changes. And uh, I think that's part of the problem because those folks uh, are raising lots of money uh, and doing lots of things that solve their political problems and uh, not so much in terms of solving the American people's problem, uh, including passing a budget. Uh, Again, it's 11 days until we face another government shutdown and Washington has got it wrong and they got to get it right. And one of the places where they ought to be looking, is right here in the state of Utah. We're going to step aside, and when we come back, Mayor Jenny Wilson's going to join us and talk about that fiscal responsibility, even in the midst of pandemic, and how Utah County is getting things right. Stay with us. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? 
That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.